Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Hawkeye Episode 3, Echoes. So let's get into it with the recap. Maya Lopez interrogates Clint and Kate about Ronan, the man who killed her father. Clint manages to free himself and fend off the tracksuit mafia, breaking his hearing aid in the process. After Kate is freed, the pair escape the tracksuit mafia and get Clint's hearing aid fixed. Intending to learn more about the tracksuit mafia as well as Jack Duquesne, they infiltrate Eleanor's penthouse and use her company account to look up Bishop Security's criminal database. Kate is soon locked out of the system while attempting to bypass security, and Clint encounters Duquesne, who threatens him with Ronan's sword. It's just me, that, that cliffhanger was just annoying. I mean, for me, it was like 1 a.m. when I watched it, and I was just like, really? That's it? Like, I just had that feeling of like, that's it? Like, that's how you're ending that episode? And I gotta wait a fucking week for that? Like, it just felt so, like, sudden. I mean, this is the shortest episode we've gotten so far of this series, but it felt super short because the first, I don't know, what, seven, eight minutes of the thing was a prologue? Yeah, we got a, we had a long prologue and the chase scene was pretty long. Um, so it did, it did when we got like finally out and we had a moment to catch our breath. It was like, all right, we're going to do one thing. We're going to have a cat. We're going to have dinner and then we're going to have a cab ride and then we're going to break into my mom and ah, done. See you next week. See you next week. Sorry. Bye. Thanks for the lulls. Bye. Uh, but it's still, I mean, the epilogue that, I mean, epilogue, that prologue was really amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where Echo goes from here. And that was his laugh, right? That was his laugh. That chuckle, that <laughs> that sounded like Vincent D'Onofrio. That chuckle, those big meaty hands, that uh, that cufflink. I am ninety nine percent sure that is Vincent D'Onofrio's voice, and that's his. That that's his. That that. I mean, if it's not, they're really fucking with us, and they deserve to die. I will. I will riot. Everyone will riot. I I'm pretty sure it's Vincent D'Onofrio. So. Um, but it was, I mean, the, the the beginning. I mean, it was beautifully done, but it was so depressing. Like, like as we got into the title, I just felt that that, that deep. Like, uh, this is this is gonna this just hurts. Like the whole the Hawkeye killing her father, and you know what created her vengeance. It just was so sad, and it's like I, I you know, he got into crime to pay for his daughter's education. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Uh, and and who knows? Maybe it wasn't Hawkeye. Maybe it was just someone else in a Ronin suit. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, we didn't see his face, granted, but, like, that would just be, like, uh, that'd be such a twist. We got, like, two, we had three episodes left, right? <laughs> yeah, half the series is already over. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a changeover for Echo anyway at some point, but, like, so, so, something's got to something's gotta happen. But that just was so depressing the way that happened. And um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't. I, that actor who played the dad, I love him so much. Um, and as I, I, I was watching him on um, uh, the uh, Tidal with, with TD show that he produces. Uh, fuck, what's it called? I don't remember the name of it. But it's on Hulu, and it's just it's great. He plays a, a like a cop, a very chill, a very chill cop. And I, I just I, I like his vibe so much. Yeah, I hope we get a little bit more of him in flashbacks because he's awesome. He was also in Westworld. Yeah, he's just he's got good energy, you know. I just like watching him perform. I love the conversation with the dragons and, you know, that was really cute, especially after Shang-Chi. We know they're dragons and we know they live in another world. Do you think he knows about the dragon bones under New York? Oh, just not, please don't. No. Why ruin it? 
<laughs> no one talks about it. Yeah, I know. No one talks about it except for those blasted rich elitists who like, you know, stay immortal because of it. Num num num. Ugh. Anyway. Think we'll bring back the hand? No, I hope not. I hope we never hear from that again. That was that, that Iron Fist ruined everything. Iron Fist ruined so many cool plot lines. I think we have to wait a little bit. Defenders didn't really help either. No, they didn't. It didn't. And I blame Iron Fist leading into Defenders. Like generally, the, the all the story points of Iron Fist and how it affected everything else. I, Defenders should have been like a, a daredevil, you know, like kind of continuation, not an Iron Fist continuation. I mean, now I only watch Defenders as a daredevil continuation. It's it's like Daredevil 2.5 because you have to watch it before you watch season three of Daredevil. Yeah, you do. You, you guess you're forced to it. Ugh. But we digress. Yes. Yes, we digress. Did you catch the name of the auto repair shop where her dad gets killed? Fat Man. Batman Auto Repair. Again, just another nod to Kingpin and, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. I, I just think that we have to be going there. We have three episodes to do it. If not, this will be on par with the Ralph Boner thing. Like, this will piss me off so much. I didn't mind the Ralph Boner thing, but I have, have knowing how you felt about the Ralph Boner thing, this will that I will feel that way. I will agree with you there. And then we will we will all riot the Marvel offices in 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 together as one single unit because i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of other people who are gonna be pissed as fuck oh yeah can we appreciate how crazy it is that in less than a month we get two strong deaf characters who are both women of color yeah it just makes me so happy and like we we know that there was a, a large amount of of increase in people interested in um asl communication after eternals and now i think with this it's going to be even more so and i think this Especially, there's so much of it in the show, and this episode is so de- dependent on it. There's even there's even the the way that she interacts with Clint. He's just like I I I don't. He's not there yet, but she's kind of like just can't. She's just over it. I love how smart she is. I love the character portrayal. It's wonderful, and I think it's going to do great for that community as well as awareness and of it all. I think people are going to want to speak and know it more now. And she's disabled too. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. Like when, when we saw her in combat, all of a sudden I was like, see the leg. I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. And that's why like when, when Clint went to like sweep the leg, it was just like, nope. Bing. It's cute. Good work. This I love, I love Echo. I can't wait. I love the actress portrayal. That being said, like I kind of agree with, with, with her assistant, Cassie. Like, you're being kind of irresponsible when it comes to the crew right now, being obsessed with revenge. But I get it. I get it. Everyone everyone loves their revenge stories. But, like, girl, chill. Like, we got to move now. You know how hard it is to find an apartment in this place? I can't believe their hideout was a fucking KB Toys. Yeah, it was. I was it just, it, it filled me with glee. It made me sad, though, to see the going out of sales, you know, sign. It was just like, yeah, I remember those days. I used to go to KB Toys all the time as a kid. Same. Speaking of Kazi, though, was it just me or did he look like if you ordered Jon Snow off of Wish? Totally. It was a Wish Jon Snow. That's in my notes. It's like John... <laughs> it is a Wish Jon Snow. Totally. He's got that hair and there's something about his face that still like vibes um, that, that Jon Snow vibe. And it's just like you're just a little thinner and just a little odder looking. But like you, it's weird, man. It's a little weird. It wasn't called out in the episode. But I was looking at the 
cast listing for the episode. Apparently, the little kid that was fighting the bigger kid in karate in that flashback scene who lost right before my that's little Kazi. So I guess they've known each other since they were kids. Oh, really? That's I did not. They did not acknowledge that in the episode. Yeah, it makes me think that either something was cut or maybe they're going to go back to that scene. But yeah, that's supposed to be like child Kazi. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, just like like she's better and they've known each other for so long and she's obviously always been the more powerful one. So like, he respects her and like treats her accordingly. That's why. Okay. I wish that wasn't cut. I would have loved to appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's super brief, but I was uh, I was looking at the cast listing just because I was like, did they put Vincent D'Onofrio? And it was like, oh, little Kazi. And I was like, oh. Okay. That makes, that's interesting. I like that. I like that. I don't like the fact that I have to, that we have to go to IMDb in order to get a plot point, but okay, sure. It makes sense too, because it, you see another tracksuit mafia person like exiting the gym, like in the background of the scene. So maybe they own the gym? Maybe. I mean, like we, we know that, we know that Kingpin, like in the comics, like basically took care of, of Echo's education and like took care of the family at a certain point in time, you know, like once her, the, her father probably got involved with everything and he identified how amazing Echo's powers were. Well, not powers, but like abilities, you know, with what she can do and uh, wanted to, wanted to make sure she had the best of everything uh, during that. So I, I, I think that it would be safe to say that he owned the gym. I kind of wonder if they're going to go here because in the comics he had her father killed and then he blamed it on Daredevil. Well, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe he had him killed and he blamed it on Ronin, which is why we don't see it. That's why that's exactly why she would turn and get a Disney plus show. Yeah, I think, I think that's possible. Or, or maybe he like manipulated Ronin into killing like his middle managers. Maybe but that would, that would, that would make sense. So let's, let's throw that into the prediction pile. Cause I, that, that makes complete sense that that's where it's going. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And you have, when you have, when you have Ronan on screen, we see Ronan, you know what I mean? Like we, suddenly we're like, we're, we're, we're not seeing, we're only seeing his back. And it's just like so obvious, but it still was sad. It's just like, Oh, okay. That could be Hawkeye. And he could be murdering a good man. We don't like that. Very sad. They want you to feel sad. Maybe we'll find out that it was actually swordsman in a Ronan costume. Ugh, well, I mean, I, I still don't trust the mom, but like the guy's still shady as fuck. I think we'll find out in the next episode how shady he is. Cause I, he might, they might throw us for a loop. Maybe he's a good guy. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be like, Oh, I just, I thought you were an intruder. Oh, you're a Hawkeye. Oh my God. I worship you. Here's a sword. I found for your thing. I was going to give it back to you. I haven't used it since you could check the blood. There's no DNA. He was probably killed with another sword. Oh, life is hard. Please love me. Something like that. I don't think it'll be like that. I think that I kind of wonder if like he's playing Eleanor because he's not actually in league with Eleanor. And he's trying to take her down. I feel like, okay, maybe so maybe he's like a, a, a mini, a mini anti-boss boss. I don't know. We'll see. We haven't, we'll find out next week. Cause you're right. This is going to be, we're going to get a lot more information about him. We're forced to. It's immediately going to have to come to head in like the next episode. Yeah. It's like, he's either going to, Hawkeye is not going to, not going to kill him immediately so like there's going to be a conversation um talking about that let's talk about that chase scene though that freaking amazing awesome chase scene um what do you think of it before i go into my rant it was everything i wanted it to be we got a shit ton of trick arrows the holiday music which i'm i hate christmas music but in this context it works so well it worked very well very well in fact that's my that's my major note like that that was the one thing that kind of bothered me about the chasing the only note i had about the chasing was that the music during the chasing suddenly dropped off and became just kind of like generic chasing music 
and was kind of slow and it kind of slowed up the pace of the thing. I wanted the whole thing to be Christmas music. The Christmas music stopped by the time we like turned into the Christmas lot. Like, and I feel like that point, like, okay, like now it feels like it's dragging on because we're losing the pace. It should have all been like crazy insane Christmas music throughout the whole thing. Well, the Christmas music stopped because he ran over Santa Claus, Joseph. I, well, you know, Santa Claus, there's other Santas. It's New York. You know how many Santas there are out there? Come on, Jason. There's only one Santa. Shut up. There's, there's many, many Santas. I've been to many malls in New York, and there's like one in every one. Like, he clones himself. That's what they do in the North Pole. It's just one big cloning facility. That's how Christmas happens. I'm sorry, everybody. That's the, that's the miracle of Christmas. Cloning. It's been around for a while. Look into it. The North Pole is actually Camino. Ah, them cloners. Oh, I hate that I just quoted Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I kind of like you less. Yeah, it's fine. I hate my I hate myself way more now than I did before. I, I hate myself a lot. Was that your full rant about the about the chase scene though? I mean, I just I mean, my rant was mostly yeah, the music. I think the score kind of lessened it halfway through. That being said, it was a fucking amazing chase scene. I loved all the action. We got a fucking pim arrow. Like that just made me so happy. I was not <laughs> expecting that. And I feel like that was like, take it as like a thank you that Hank Pym would have been like, thanks for rescuing from absolute oblivion. Here's some new tech for you to play with. Is he like the Avengers sugar daddy now? He's gotta be. Like he's gotta be so freaking thankful you got, like for all that stuff. So, I mean, maybe they'll reference it in Quantum Media. Maybe they won't, but like it's not, because Pym was always just like, no, no one's getting my tech. It's all just gonna stay with me and die with me. But like, the fact that Hawkeye has a Pym arrow just shows that like he's now sharing his tech with people who he deems worthy. And whoever's left of the Avengers team is probably worthy to him. Let's talk about how much fucking damage that probably did to that bridge, though. No, that bridge is done. That bridge is gone. I, I mean, like that's that's millions upon millions of dollars of, of worth. That that I don't I don't think that was the that was, that looked like the um the Manhattan Bridge. I think that was the Manhattan Bridge. Um, You'd know better than me. Yeah, I, I I think so. It looked like it was, but it I could be totally wrong. So like, please correct me if I'm wrong. Universe. That being said, like that that bridge is no longer functional at that point in time. With that size of an arrow coming down on it, with that speed and force, it's New York is gonna have to pay for that. And in this country, it's probably not getting fixed for a decade. No, 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 not at all. Like infrastructure is very low on the priority list, thanks to. Thanks to lovely Republican parties and a lot of crappy Democratic ones. Um, point is, is uh, the Avengers yet represent, well, at least this particular Avenger, reminds us why the Sokovian Accords was a thing, mostly insurance problems. Is it still a thing? Like, I don't think anybody cares anymore. <laughs> Especially after Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has not been brought up in a while, and I feel like they just had a bunch of unregistered heroes save the universe, so, like, maybe drop it hopefully drop it we'll see i will see if they ever mention it again because i feel like they mentioned it in, in black widow yeah that was pre-end game though yeah that was pre-end. did it get mentioned at all in falcon and winter soldier i don't think so no because i feel like it would have been a huge deterrent from bucky and uh and wilson doing their thing yeah and the u.s government basically fucking just let them fuck around yeah and like and like agent whatever the fuck his name is agent orange um sorry agent whitey Agent Whitey? Yeah, Agent Whitey. That's what I'm calling him now. I don't remember his real name. Um, but Agent Whitey was all like letting them, just letting them go. So it was like, he, if he wanted to, he could have just said, the Scobie Accord said, I have to arrest you. Sorry, guys. And he never once did that. So Are we talking about Walker? Yeah, that guy. 
Agent Whitey. Agent Whitey. Okay. 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 <laughs> Let it go. All right. <laughs> I didn't remember his name, and like it just felt appropriate since he just represents white America. No, I mean you're not wrong. Nope. Uh, definitely white privilege. Yeah, white privilege, and like he's practically an ICE agent by the end of it. So like, whatever. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you broke my brain for a second. Sorry. Um, I really liked that scene after the chase in the train. Oh, that was great. The, the way they communicated was was interesting because you could see them both reaching the same conclusions at different times, and that's how they were kind of communicating. They were just like lagged in the way they thought it because they're they're different. I think that was really cute. That 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 train sequence was really fun. We should walk the dog. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really cute. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's been he's been cooped up for quite some time. And Clint actually gave her a compliment. Yeah, he did, and she was just like flabbergasted by it. I love the fact that like he's he's beginning to respect her, but like still at the end of the day, he can he still has no problem ignoring her. Like he still needs to like socially adjust before dealing with her because she's like so much. So no matter how much he's beginning to respect her or even like her, he's just like, no, I'm just ignoring her. And he's so unapologetic about it. He's just puts his ear, you know, hearing aid back in. And she's like, did you have that out the whole time? He just doesn't care. Just continues on with whatever his thoughts are. It's like, it's great. I think Hawkeye is giving love and inspiration and and is relating to introverts everywhere. Yeah, valid. I, I really I really liked that scene of like her helping him communicate with his kid. That was that was heartbreaking because like you can see the look in Kate's eyes, like the camera really like pushed on Kate and her like Haley's performance of that just showed like she is realizing what he is giving up with her fuck ups and like what this represents and like how much he's missing and what it could possibly mean for his family and this like severe disappointment that the kid is having it's like she's realizing it and i think it's yeah he literally left his family on christmas to bail her the fuck out yeah and like i think i think that finally kind of came to fruition at that moment that she's realizing it and like she's still her you know you can see it in the next scene she's still like not taking responsibility completely for like how big of, of a fuck up this is but she's realizing at least on his side like how much he is sacrificing and it's sad it's heartbreaking the scene is was so well played, you know. Yeah, the tonal shifts in this series are, are really interesting to me. Like we get the we get like the Maya scene at the beginning, where it's very intense. So parts of it like remind me straight up of Daredevil, and then we get like the fun just chase. And in that chase, like Kate casually, I think killed like two people. Oh yeah, no, totally. I don't think I don't. I think those guys with the with the with the explosion arrow did not make it out of there. They are super dead. Yeah, that's, that's super it. dead. I'm surprised Kazzy's not dead. Like after the pim arrow dropped down, like I would have been aiming for the engine block in the front, and if that happened, they're they're dead. But the fact is, like it hit the, the rear, and like they are okay, which I don't think they really should be okay. But fine, they're okay. But that's just random that she, they weren't impaled through the bridge. Considering like. She didn't know what to expect. She just did what she was told there. That was uh, so good. So good. Yeah, you're right, though. I'm, I'm very surprised that Kazi's alive, but we, I assume we need him for the plot. I like uh, the fact that we got a nice reference to Hawkeye's original costume, the way she drew it. Yeah, she really isn't an art major, though. No, not an art major. I, I just let this, the sigh, you could just see the collective sigh. He was looking at it and just like, 
in his head, you could just imagine just like, oh my God. Yeah, I love that like through these Disney Plus series, we have gotten just glimpses of like the comic book accurate costumes Mm -hmm. and how just insane they were and and that's so loud and like i mean there's a beauty to it but like so so loud and obnoxious in so many cases and he's and he's trying to like talk through it and there's this like serious moment where he's talking about like you don't understand the sacrifices and in her mind she's just like well you also get like cool stuff you get like trick arrows in a cool costume and he's, oh, you could almost hear him in his head saying, like, fucking kids these days. Like, I, I can't deal with you. You don't get it. Okay, moving on. Moving on. I love the line where it's just that my wife will divorce me if I put something like this on. And it's like, is it because if you put it on, it represents you being a costumer and going on to be a hero where really you told your family you were retired? Or is it because she will never take you seriously again and she will laugh her way to the courthouse because she could never look at you ever again? Probably mostly the second one, but with like a dash of the first one. Yeah. I mean, really, he's been trying to retire for fucking years. So I can imagine like the family being like, mm, like, are you really retiring this time? Because you kind of feel like you're doing something other things. So I think it's a little bit more than a dash, but yeah. In universe, he's been trying to retire for a decade. Yeah. Really has been. Every time they come out, they pull me back in. Poor Clint Barton. And these, I've never heard of me called Hawkeye so much in the MCU until this show, by the way. He's usually just referred to as Barton. Yeah, Barton. Or Clint. He's supposed to be just a, a spy, just a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And he was like, I'm supposed to be a ghost. Like, that's my job. You guys are all fucking ruining it. Like, saving the, saving the world uh, in Avengers ruined any anonymity he ever had forever. I don't have a flashy costume. I just hang out with people that have flashy costumes. Yeah, that's supposed to be him, you know? I think my low-key favorite moment of Clint in this episode, though, was at the beginning when they're still tied up on those little, like, those little rides. And the guy's like, oh, let's get more quarters. And Clint's like, yes. He's so exasperated, but it's so fun. Oh, that's that's I, I mentioned that, I think, on our first you know talk over the first two episodes. It's like... This series is just exasperated Clint and it's I'm here for it. It's 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 hilarious watching every episode and I can't wait for like once the entire series ends there's going to be a super cut of all of his exasperated size and I really cannot wait for it. Do you think that the tracksuit mafia guys at least know the sign word for bro? No. <laughs> I don't think they even know that. And it's too bad. And I feel like in, in hopefully in the next episode we'll see them try it. Fail, but try to learn it. I mean, Clint's kind of failing at it right now, but... No, Clint has failed at it. He's still new to it. He hasn't been deaf forever. No, he's. that's what he said. He's like, he's hard of hearing, he's not deaf. And like, she just like... She, got, she just gets so annoyed with people who she finds inferior. I love it. Does that make him like a deaf poser? I mean, there are a lot of hard of hearing people. He's not a deaf poser. He's just... he's. Audioly inept. The show makes me want to learn ASL. Yeah, that's the point. It's like... Also, make sure I said ASL before, not ALS, right? I said ASL. Yes, you would have corrected me. No, we're, we're definitely talking about American Sign Language, not yes. Lou Gehrig's disease. Not Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, but yeah, it does. And I think that's the beauty of, of Eternals and this. It's, it, it's allowing people to get interested, aware, and to be honest, it makes it look so cool. And it makes people want to do it. And I, the, the rise of interest, I think, is amazing. I 
it, it makes me want to play with it too and like learn it and understand it and be able to be there. Even if it's just a, I, I speak a lot with my hands and like being able to actually say something properly and not just be Italian, generally Italian with it would be great. Yeah, no, uh, ASL's up there. I would, I wouldn't mind learning a bit of it. I actually have a, like a couple friends that aren't deaf at all, but practice it. Yeah. Same here. I, I, I had one friend who was an interpreter and one friend who just knew it, she tried to be an interpreter and then just continue and then continued learning it just because she enjoyed it. Hmm. And it was just a skill to have. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And the last thing I've got is I fucking love the end animations. Oh, totally. Love it. It's, and each one's different, right? It's like they really just created like probably in total 20 minutes worth of footage by the time the series is going to be done of all those animations. And it's just going to be fucking great to watch. I love it. I love the style. It so matches the covers of, of the Hawkeye comic book. Yeah, the thing that bums me out, though, is like the comic book artist is getting like almost no credit. Oh, that's sad. I mean, it's kind of par for the course historically as far as like comic book cinematic changeover. Yeah, like Matt Fraction, I, I saw I got he got like a producer credit on this show. And he was the writer for the comic that this is partially based off of. But like all of the logos and all the animations, it's all in the style of that comic. And that artist, David, I think his name is David Aha, is like getting like no credit. No, that's sad. They should have at least put something in there, like especially during those animations, because those animations are those covers. And the, and the producers are probably just like, he got paid for his work. He's done. We own everything. We don't have to give credit anymore. And it's like, fine, he got paid. You don't have to, you know, depending on your royalty deal, like maybe you don't have to pay him anymore. But it's nice to just give credit where credit is due. And on that note, are we excited for episode four? Excited for it? I, I need it. Like, I was just so annoyed that, like, that's where it ended. That, like, I stomped out of the room and did a shot. So, yeah, excited is a different word that I would use, but sure. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.